This is the unadulterated Word of God, coming to you from Savannah Ministries. We build up believers unto maturity. We raise ministers for the end-time harvest. We preach the Word of God with signs and wonders following. And we use the Word of God to meet the needs of mankind. Praise God. Uh, yesterday, I started reading the book of John, chapter 5, and I believe it's verse 41. Praise God. John 5, verse 41. I want to read it again. Amen. And just take off from there today by the grace of God. Yesterday, when we got to the hotel room, I said, thank God I didn't mention the title of the message. Because I did not go near it at all. You will have assumed I was confused. So, I will keep quiet about the title too, in case. Amen. John chapter 5, verse 41. Thank you. Jesus speaking said, I'm reading New King James Version now. I do not receive honor from men, but I know you, that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name, and you do not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive honor from one another? And do not seek the honor that comes from God only. Hallelujah. Honor that comes from God only. So Jesus makes us understand that there is honor that comes from man. But that is not our emphasis our emphasis is honor that comes from God. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can get honor from men without God honoring you. But when God honors you, men must honor you. Praise God. When God honors you, men must honor you. Hallelujah. And God has honored us. Praise the Lord. Like we said yesterday, he has honored us and he is still Honoring us. I want us to see First Samuel chapter 2 for something else. Hallelujah. That should be First Samuel chapter 2 verse 29. Verse 29. Wherefore kick ye at my sacrifice and at mine offering which I have commanded in my habitation and honorest thy sons above me to make yourself fat and the chiefest of all the offerings of Israel, my people. Wherefore, the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Praise God. Them that honor me, I will honor. Hallelujah. So, uh, one of the ways to walk in this honor God has given to us is to live our lives honoring God. Praise God. Live our lives doing what? Honoring God. Hallelujah. When you live a life that honors God, you are living an honorable life. Praise God. We walk in honor by choosing to honor God. Hallelujah. Like I started saying yesterday, when we talk about honor, it's good. You see the two sides of it. That one, God in his finished works has honored us. There is no argument about that. Even Satan cannot contend that at all. In his finished works, he has honored us. Hallelujah. But you and I, in our daily walk, as we honor God, we enjoy the life of honor. Hallelujah. And so we can say it this way, this honor we have received from God gets activated as we choose to honor God. Are you with me? Hallelujah. This honor we have received from God gets activated as we choose to honor God. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, you know you can have something of value and yet not enjoy it because you have not activated it. Praise God. Now the same thing with honor from God. And you find you find out the same is applicable to anything Jesus has purchased for us. Hallelujah. He does the greater part. We have a little part to do in positioning ourselves to receive. Glory, hallelujah. And so this, this morning, I trust God, what I'll be talking on is um, walking in honor. Amen. Walking in honor. Praise God. God has honored us. We ought to honor God too by choosing to what? Walk in honor. Hallelujah. There is an honorable way to live. And there is another way to live that is not honorable at all. Glory, hallelujah. Praise God. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious that we still have many sessions coming in camp meeting. So, I'll do my best to stay at the introduction of these. God will use some other people to communicate some parts. Praise the Lord. A synonym for honoring God is to respect God. Are you with me? There's no evidence you honor a man if you cannot respect him. I hope I'm communicating. Hallelujah. Now, if an elder sends you on an errand, and you look him to the face and say, I'm not going. Uh, even humanly speaking, it's not honorable. Is that not so? Glory, hallelujah. Praise God. As a praise God. In other words, what I'm saying here is simple. We honor God by doing what he says for us to do. Hallelujah. We honor God by doing what he says for us to do. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. I remember one time, a rev was going to minister somewhere and he asked if I could come along. So, <laughs> I now said, okay, let me try and free the calendar and just be there. I just went along. I didn't do anything more than that. Went along. I was so blessed. But then, rev said to me repeatedly, thank you so much. You have honored me so much. Thank you. Now, he called my wife and said it repeatedly. My wife said, what did you do to Rev? I said, I just followed him. She said, no, but this thank you is so much. I mean, he has emphasized, you have honored me. I said, I just follow. What's my point? You honor a man by doing what he says for you to do. Is that not so? He said, come along. I came along and he felt greatly honored. Praise God. God in heaven is eagerly waiting to see us honor him. How? By doing what he says for us to do. Now, I want us to read Malachi chapter 1. You will see how personal God takes this issue of honor. Malachi chapter 1, please. We are looking for the verse. Praise the Lord. Verse 6. A son honored his father. And what? A servant his master. Then hear what God was saying to Israel. If I then be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? See the Lord of hosts unto you, O priest, that despise my name. In that you said, how? Wherein you wherein? Have we despised thy name? Now, I want to stop there. Amen. Praise God. The point I'm concerned with God says, A son honored his father, and a servant his master. Now, if you're a believer, you know God is your father, isn't it? And you are serving God, so he's also your master, isn't it? That means God is worthy of double honor from us. Is that not so? We honor him as our father, and we honor him as our master. Say an amen. amen. Honoring God. Hallelujah. 
when we choose to honor God, we are walking in honor. And I said to us, the way to do that is simply by doing whatever he says. Doing whatever God says to you. Amen. In the book of John, chapter 2, and verse 5. Hallelujah. Uh, there is an advice there that I call it the best advice ever given to man. Hallelujah. Remember, maybe if I read from verse 1, that would be better. From verse 1, John chapter 2. There was a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. And now both Jesus and his disciples were invited in the wedding. When they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Then his mother said, This is the best advice ever given to man. If you don't mind, read with me. His mother said to the servants, What did she say? Whatsoever he says to you, do it. Can we say it together? Whatsoever he says to you, do it. That is the best advice that can ever be given to any man on earth. Hallelujah. If you ask me to give you an advice in one second, I will just tell you, whatever God says for you, do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. As a praise the Lord. You know, one of the things we are curious about, especially if you're a young person, amen, if you're a young person, I'm young too, praise God. If you're a young person, one of the things we are so concerned about is secret of success. I mean, every young person wants to succeed. If you see anyone that doesn't want to succeed, he has aspired. Zanotto? Now, I mean what I'm saying. There are some, even in their 90s, are still desperate about success. Amen. That means even though they are elderly, at heart, they are thinking as a youth. Say an amen. Every young person is concerned about success. I, I can't afford to end up a failure. I can't afford to tell my children stories. That you see that great man we went to school together. Really? You see this one? I was the one that trained. What happened to you? Everyone is concerned about success and we, we search, we pray, we seek for success everywhere. Praise God. And it's good to seek for success. Study and pray. Hallelujah. But going through scripture, you will find out that among all the secrets of success, there is one that topped the list. That is what whatever he tells you to do, do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever God tells you to do, do it. It's that simple. Praise God. What are the things that work in the kingdom of God? Or if you ask, what is the working key in this kingdom? What works in this kingdom is what God tells you to do. Hallelujah. What God tells you to do. Amen. Now, tells you present continuous because at some of us, what happened is we are living with instructions of 30 years ago and we are not concerned about what the Lord is saying now. Amen. Please travel with me a little. Ephesians chapter 5. Doing what he says. Glory, hallelujah. Doing what God says. That is honorable way of living. Ephesians chapter 5, um, verse 17. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He did not talk about understanding what the will of the Lord was, what the will of the Lord is. Glory, hallelujah. 
what the will of the Lord is. Somebody says, does that mean the will of God changes? Uh, not really. But you see, your assignment, like Mike Mudog will say, is to a people for a season and for a reason. Once that season is up, God will move you to another place. Say an amen, please, if you are with me. Hallelujah. So, it is good that you know what God has told you before. But it's important you know what is the now will of God for your life. Praise God. What is God telling you now? Now, if you locate what God says for you to do it and you do it, you must succeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For anyone that does what God is saying, success is inevitable. Wow. Anyone. Anyone that does what God is saying, success is what? Inevitable. I strongly believe like Dr. Nogwa was emphasizing to us here that um, many times we give up too soon. Are you with me? We give up too soon. The Bible said, be followers of them who through what? Faith and what? Patience obtain the promise. Faith and patience obtain the promise. Glory, hallelujah. Now, that was said in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, that it takes two things to obtain the promise. That is what? Faith and patience. If you travel a little further to chapter 10 of the same Hebrews, same author, same book, same Holy Spirit, we have a slightly different instruction. Hebrews chapter 10 now, and verse 36. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. In, in verse 36 of Hebrews chapter 10 now, he said, For ye have need of what? Patience. That after you have done the will of God, you might inherit or obtain the promise. In chapter 6, he said, you need faith and patience. Now in chapter 10, he seemed to have left the faith aside and focused on just one. You need what? Patience. Now why? Why was there no mention of faith in chapter 10 and it's mentioned in chapter 6? You know why? Every believer has faith. Say an amen. God has dealt with every one of us what? The measure of faith. Hallelujah. So if it is all about faith, all of us will be obtaining the promises. But see what separates the men from the boys. Patience. Patience. It's not everyone that starts the race that wins the race. Are you with me? It's the one that runs with consistency that wins the race. Say an amen. So he said, be followers of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. Hallelujah. In other words, once you know God has said something, keep doing it until he says otherwise or until you die. I need to say that again, isn't it? Once you know God has said something to you, you keep doing it until he says otherwise or until you die. Glory, hallelujah. I say glory, hallelujah. One, one simple key in following the ways of God is that um, you don't change a winning team. Do you understand that? I just use sport language, football team, you know. Don't change a winning team. In other words, God said something. You are doing it. And it's producing results. You don't change to another. Hallelujah. You have need of what? Please help me. Help me this morning. You have need of what? Patience. Listen to me, people of God. Listen to me. Kenneth Copeland in his teaching says, Faith starts the process. Patience brings it to a completion. He said, faith will open the door for your miracle. 
Patience will keep the door open until the miracle comes in. And that many times, we start off well by opening the door. But just before they drive the car into our garage, we shut the gates. So the real question is not whether you are doing the right thing, but is whether you are continuing in doing the right thing. Somebody say amen. amen. <laughs> say another amen. amen. Can I give you a humble advice today? You know, I told you the best advice is do whatever he says, isn't it? That's the best. But I want to give you another advice. Can I give you? Only one person is interested. I can change my mind. Can I give you? Listen. Anything you started doing in life that is blessing another life, don't stop it until God says otherwise. Wow. Let me try it again. Anything. Anything you started doing that is blessing another life. It doesn't matter whether it's blessing 1,000 persons or one person. One million or just one. An elder or a small boy. Anything you started doing that is blessing another person. Don't stop. Until God gives another instruction. I remember there's an outreach that I used to do in the late 90s, early 2000, after some time, I felt, God did not say, I felt, well, uh, God has moved me to another level of ministry. Now let's, let's just keep quiet about this. Praise God. So a year passed, I did not. The second year passed. Uh, by the third year, beginning of the third year, I started picking it in my spirit again. I said, ah, no. Uh, Lord, I, I, I thought these phase have passed. I thought we've gone further. So I began to inquire of the Lord. I said, what do you have to say about this thing that is coming up in my heart? <laughs> and the way he answered me, very interesting. He said, I am the Lord, I change it not. <laughs> so you are the one that change. Hmm? Hmm? You know, um, recently I fell in love with this man, Prophet Jonah in the Bible. His life has been teaching me so many things and I encourage people to just read the book of Jonah. Amen. Uh, sequel to the song my brother sang for us. That uh, for those of us that you know God is telling you to do something and you are not doing that is real koboko he gave me. I mean, I just enter camp meeting and you start flogging me. I say, allow me to enjoy small now. Those of us that we know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the experiences of some people are very different. But me, eh, as I'm telling you, nearly everything I'm doing for God, at one time, I never wanted to do. Nearly all. It seems he has to say, do this, or I'll say, okay, yes, sir. Praise the Lord. You know, some people think that um, Joshua Tende just obeys God always. Oh, I wish I was that good. Praise the Lord. So when he brought that song up, I mean, he really flogged me. He really flogged me. I felt like saying, may the Lord revenge. But no, thank you for that. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I learned something about Jonah. And I've been learning. And I've been sharing this for some time. And I encourage people. Listen. There are so many lessons to learn just reading the book of Jonah. But I think the one that is outstanding is what happens to those that refuse to do what God says to do. You just begin to read and see yourself like that. And the other part is, um, you see, Jonah, this is my personal observation. Jonah was not really rebellious against God. He was just reluctant about going for that assignment. So I encourage people. If God tells you to do something and you are being hesitant, reluctant, just read through the book of Jonah. Every day, carry Jonah and read. Amen. 
Oh dear God, I do that a lot and it helps me. I'm telling you, when you read it, something will come upon you. And you rise. For example, Jonah chapter 1 from verse 1. Let me, I, I will do a little in Jonah 1, then Jonah 3 and hope I visit my message. It blessed me. Hallelujah. Maybe, maybe it's as simple as God telling you every day reach out to another person for Jesus. And for some reason, you find yourself struggling with that. Truly, I'm giving you a good solution. Just read the book of Jonah. You see, the power to do the word of God comes by staying with the word. The word has in itself the ability, amen, to bring itself to pass. So when you focus on the word, the word empowers you to do. Say amen, please. Hallelujah. And so I find out many times if God is dealing with me about something and my mind is struggling to accept it, I just keep reading the book of Jonah. And as I read Jonah, I see a picture of myself in Jonah, then I adjust. My name is Joshua, not Jonah. Now see example. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, you remember yesterday we said anytime the word comes, honor has come, isn't it? This honor. No one take this honor on himself, but he that is called of God. Hallelujah. So it's an honorable word. Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. Their wickedness is come up before me. Next. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tashish. From where? The presence of the Lord. Did you notice what I'm noticing? He flee to Tashish from the presence of of the Lord. Now, we just read that Jonah was running away from his calling, but God says he was running from God's presence. Did you get that? That means a departure from God's presence is a departure from your calling. I will say it again. A departure from God's presence is a departure from your calling. Anything that would take you away from the presence of God is taking you away from your calling. And we read, no one takes this honor on himself, but he that is called of God. Meaning, your honor is in answering the call of God for your life. There is great honor in answering the call of God for your life. Now, when we talk about calling, people begin to think, okay, the ministers that are preaching uh, are committed. No! Every one of us is called. The primary calling is to be in his presence. So, if you leave his presence, according to God, you are leaving your calling. Hello. Come on, I say hello. That means just waiting in his presence is fulfilling your calling. Are you with me? Or oh, certainly it doesn't stop there. But as you tarry in God's presence, you are fulfilling your calling. Help me with an amen. I need it now. Are you there? How many of us know up in camp meeting, morning, evening, what we are doing is tarrying in God's presence. Just sitting in this atmosphere. What are you doing? Fulfilling your calling. Hallelujah. So anything that would distract you from God's presence is a distraction from your calling. Now, then see Jonah's life. Amen. I'm still here. But Jonah rose up. Sorry. Verse, verse 3. Verse 3, please. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tashish from the presence of the Lord. And help me read the next thing. And went down. And went down and went anything that takes you away from God's presence will take you down in life will demote you hallelujah so the honorable way to live is to tarry in his presence are you with me tarry in his presence is the place of our strength hallelujah the place of our efficiency tarry in God's presence. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tashish. 
So he paid the fare. Who is hearing me? He departed from God's presence. So he paid the fare. When you depart from his calling, you become self-sponsored. That's why we hear about self-made millionaires. They have departed from God's presence. But if you stay with God, you become God-sponsored. I don't know about you, but for me, my life on earth is sponsored by God. Say with me, I'm God-sponsored. Say it again, I'm God-sponsored. Why did Jonah pay the fear? He left God's presence. He paid the fare. And see, he paid to do what? He paid the fare and went down to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of God. Hallelujah. That means if you depart from his presence, you are going down in life, then you will pay the fare. You will sponsor yourself to go further down in life. Conversely. Hallelujah. Just tarrying with him, fellowshipping with him, doing what he has said will cause you to move upward in life. Let somebody say amen. amen. Woo. Help me with an amen. amen. Glory. Hallelujah. You see, when it comes to our calling, it begins from God's presence and is sustained by his presence. Are you with me? When it comes to our calling, it begins from God's presence and it is sustained by his presence. Oh, praise God. I tell people, one of the easiest definitions of success I have found, you know, I will say, I think it's five or six years ago, Reverend Gomorg was teaching, he made a statement that just stay with me as in really stayed. He said, sit with the word and the Holy Spirit to get the right definition of success. Or else you will keep struggling. So, I mean, since then, I've been turning the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, just turning the word of God again and again, I began to see definition of success in different ways. But there's one I saw recently that really blessed me. I want to share it with someone. You want to hear? Success is impacting others with the presence of God that you carry. Impacting others with the presence of God that you carry. Your ability to influence your generation and generation after with the presence of God that you carry is true success. Hallelujah. Uh, like, like we heard in the previous session, the way Dr. Nugwa began the talk, amen, beautiful. God's value system. Learn to value the things that God value. What does God really call success? Amen. Impacting others with the presence of God that you carry. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. I had Pastor Chris said it this way. One time it blessed me. That a millionaire is not a man that has a million dollars. So I was listening. Okay, we are about to have another definition. He said, a millionaire is one that has been able to use the power of God and his substance to influence a million souls. How many of us know that influencing a soul is more than having a million dollars? Amen. So when we talk about being kingdom millionaires, hallelujah, I want us to focus on influencing millions and billions for the Lord. Ability to impact others. With the presence of God that you carry. That is successful. Are you here? That means, oh, I remember I'm still with Jonah. That means I need to tarry in his presence in order to carry the presence to my generation. 
Is that not so? So if I'm going to be successful, I must tarry to carry. Let me tell your neighbor, tarry to carry. Simple. Hallelujah. Tarry to carry. And you know, when you tarry in God's presence, as you leave, hallelujah, your influence on others is both intentional and unconsciously. Is that not so? Ah, am I still talking here? Both intentionally and what? Unconsciously. If you tarry in the presence of God as you leave, hmm? Uh, there are some people you set out, okay, I'm going to reach this person for Jesus. I'm going to help this person get established. I'm going to bring this one back to life. But there are some others, just because you've been in God's presence, as you go, your life begins to influence them without you saying a word. Is that not so? Uh, because you are carrying something. Is that not so? Come on, is that not so? Oh, let me give you an example. Praise God. Just think about a, a young lady... Um, that her sister probably is getting married, so uh, they've been cooking Thursday, Friday, and this is Friday now. They are cooking from morning, and this is 4 p.m. And you know, wedding cooking, do you use stove or gas cooker? At least, Niger. What do we use? Firewood. So she's been tiring from morning, 7 a.m. till 4 p.m. by firewood. And her own fiance is now visiting. Amen? She now spots him from afar, and she runs, Oh, Sonny! And she hugs him. The moment Sonny turns there and meets his friend, uh, James, James will say, Obo, you go cook food with firewood. What happened? He begins to smell smoke. Remember, she did not plan to transfer smoke smell to him. But what you tarry at goes with you wherever you go. Is that not so? He tarry at firewood and he just go with him. You tarry in the presence of God. That presence accompany you wherever you go. So to do well in life, it begins by tarrying to carry. Say an amen. First, I am God. Second, I and others. If you reverse the order, you'll be in trouble. You know, uh, you know the problem with some people is that... Um, in talking about serving God, they believe all it takes is just stay in the presence of God 30 hours in a day. I don't know how they get 30 hours in a day, but just stay there and stay there and stay there and stay there. If you stay there too long, what happened to Enoch will happen to you. Enoch walked with God and was not. For the Lord took him. God will say, well, since you like that place better than I, just come. Amen? Now, but when I stay with God, and receive something. I need to turn to people. And impact them with what I have. Say an amen. <laughs> Say an amen. <laughs> oh. You know, you know just as a sequel to this thing. That I'm saying. There's a success. A golden success rule. That the Lord shared with me recently. Golden success rule. Who wants to know? Okay one two. Where are you come let me tell you. Who are the people that want to know? Very simple. You will never forget it. Whatever blesses you, share it with another. Now I will say it again. Whatever blesses you, share it with another. Hallelujah. So if one thing blesses you, share that one thing with everyone you meet. If ten things have blessed you, you have ten things to share with your world. Are you hearing me? Never allow anything God gives you to die with you. Never. Hi. Never. Never allow anything God gives you to die with you. God's plan for your life and ministry is that of continual succession. Second Timothy, please. Chapter 2. I read verse 1 and 2. Alright. Let's read if you don't mind. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Look at, look at verse, verse 2. And the things that thou hast heard 
from me among many witnesses. Not any other thing. The things you have heard among many witnesses. What should you do? The same. Don't look for something new. The same you have heard that bless you. What should you do? Commit to faithful men. In other words, God does not expect that revelation will stop with you. And what will faithful men do? Who will be able to teach others also? Hallelujah. Okay. Can I have like seven, seven or ten people at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten? Just come out quick. Nothing special. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The first one to come is my Timothy. How many do we have? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, turn this way. This is what Paul was teaching Timothy. Now, you face this way. Stay on the straight line. Thank you. Just this way. Nothing. Face where I'm facing. Is that okay? <laughs> this is what Paul was telling Timothy. The things you have received. Give it to others who will be faithful to pass to others. Be faithful to pass to others, to others, to others, to others, and the whole world is covered. That means the way God intends that the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord is by us sharing everything that blesses us. Hey! I am not saying go become a pastor. I am saying salvation has blessed you. Tell somebody. Speaking in tongues has blessed you. Tell somebody. Healing in this place has blessed you. Tell somebody. The word is working here. What do you do? Tell somebody. The things you have passed have blessed you. What should you do? Commit to faithful men. Say an amen. Say an amen if you are here. God's plan for our lives and ministry is continuous succession anything god blesses you with he has the world at heart please help me with an amen if you are here anything anything there is nothing god gives you that is supposed to stop with you he said to paul you will be a witnesses to all men of all the things I have shown you. So whatever God shows you, he wants it to get to all men. Somebody say an amen. amen. Come on, say an amen. amen. What if this brother have refused to pass it on? He has truncated the move of God. Please don't quench revival fires. I'm not hearing amen. I say don't quench revival fires. Hey, hey, answer me. I say, don't quench revival fires. It is very simple. Whatever blesses you, pass it to another. Hallelujah. If what God gives with you, dies with you, you are a failure. Whatever blesses you, share with another. Whatever blesses So I tell people, hello. Can I talk? Can I talk like I'm at home? Yes, sir. Let me face you, my rev, rev is on here. Can I talk like Adam? Yes, Praise the Lord. If you are the only person that knows how to play keyboard in your church, you're a failure. If you are doing well, you will train others after you. Can I talk further? Yes, sir. If church members tell you, brother, it's only the day you lead worship that I flew. They are telling you you are a big failure. Because if you are successful, Paul, there will be Timothy, there will be Titus, there will be Philemon, and there will be others. Say an amen. amen. So whatever you are doing well, pass it to others. Real success is in duplication, not in maintenance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are told that uh, the goal in leadership is to duplicate leaders. Anything you know how to do well, invest in others. Somebody say an amen. amen. Can we read that Second Timothy before they sit down again? Second Timothy verse 2. He said, and the things you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit to who? Faithful.
full man. So if the truth of God gets to you, it's evidence God has counted you as a faithful man. See an amen if you are there. That the truth is getting to you, God has counted you as a faithful man. Praise God. Now, I want you to see something else. Thank you, you can sit down. Let me appreciate them. Amen. I want you to see something else about these people. Amen. Initially, when Timothy met them, they were just faithful men. They were not able men. They did not have ability. No anointing. He said, but when you commit the truth to faithful men, what will happen? Who shall be able? That means when faithful men are taught, they become able men. Ability comes to us by the teachings of God's word. Say an amen if you are here. Ability comes to us how? By the teachings of God's word. So, child of God, I repeat. Anything that blesses you, share with another. Amen. You know, too many of us are busy waiting for a voice. And I found out that the voice of God does not come to those who are sitting in one place. It's those who are on the move. If you go for him, you will hear from him. Did you hear what I just said now? Uh -uh. Philip found himself in Samaria. No voice told him to preach. He got busy preaching. And because he was busy preaching, God said, okay, it's like this man loved to preach. An angel came and said, eh, there's another solo in the desert. When he got there, he warned the person. He said, ah, this guy, you like to win solo. Then what we call Philip Airline now, supernatural transport. He found himself in Azotus and a voice said, my son, my son, won't you preach to them? Is that what you read? When he found himself there, what did he do? He just started preaching. What does that tell you? If you are busy going for God, you will have divine encounters. Are you with me? The divine encounters come to sponsor our going. Just to sit down. Say amen. Whatever blesses you, share with another. Help me with an amen if you are there. Whatever blesses you, share with another so as i get into the presence of god i get blessed then i go out there and influence others uh, uh, please can you help me with two drumsticks there two of the drumsticks just come with just when we illustrate something you know uh, the symbol of the cross eh? that's the summary of success amen Amen. So, stay now. I will need you. Just hold one. Just want to make symbol of the cross. Can you? Amen. Praise the Lord. Maybe if you hold it this way, everybody will see. Are you tense? Now you know what we go through standing here, isn't it? <laughs> Yesterday when I said I was shy, somebody met me after service. Say, Abba, you that you've been preaching, why are you shy? Come and stand here. I double dare you. Come here. You now know that these Jews we are taking is worthy. <laughs> now. now I want you to lift it. I want everybody to see. Here is success summarized. Symbol of the cross. First, the vertical relationship between you and God. You stay with God and get impacted. Second, horizontal. The horizontal is between man and man. So when you stay with God, whatever you get there, you use it to influence men. That is success. Success is not intimidation. It's not manipulation, not domination. It's influencing others with the presence of God. Not even your opinion. I learned long time ago, even from schoolwork, that nobody is interested in your opinion. Are you with me? You stay with God, you and God, vertical relationship, but you don't stop there. You carry that presence to the world and influence others. 
what Dr. Caris kept telling us about the marketplace. But you don't go to the marketplace naked. Take something in God's presence before you go there. Say amen. amen. Say amen. amen. Now, listen now. Listen. If you watch this, you'll be blessed. The mistake some of us make in life is the mistake of Jonah. We depart from God's presence and expect to score. Now, listen, just watch. If I remove, excuse me, God's presence, we are left with just one. This is a sign in mathematics. Huh? A minus sign. Take away. So, if you remove the God factor from your life, the presence of God from your life, all you have is negative. Negative. Take away. So, if you look at your life and you find out that, ah, I'm losing health-wise. I'm losing financially. I'm losing in every aspect. The reason for the losing is the God factor is out. His presence is out. But watch. If your life has been negative, negative, you are losing and you introduce the God factor again. This is another sign in mathematics. That is what? Plus! That means as we get to his presence, restoration comes. Who is hearing what I'm saying? That is the secret of having things with ease. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and every other thing shall be added. Say an amen. Impacting others with the presence of God that you carry. One person is saying, Amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. You know, you know, one thing interesting with the presence of God, we don't only get direction from His presence, we get empowered to carry out the direction. We receive instructions, yes. But as we tarry with him, he empowers us to carry out the instructions. So never take your moment in God's presence for granted. Somebody say amen. Impacting others with the presence of God that you carry. And how many of us know the word of God is God? Am I talking here? The word of God is what? So if you tarry with the word of God, you are tarrying with what? The presence of God. You are tarrying with God. His presence. Look at Joshua 1 and verse 8. This is what God taught Joshua. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Come on, I say praise God. Oh, maybe I'm the only one that is blessed. I say praise God. I say praise God. You know, in the, in the popular story, this story we have in the Bible, popularly known as the prodigal son. The problem with that young man, so-called prodigal son, is not that he asked for something from his father. It's not even that he squandered. You know the problem? is that he asked from his father and departed from the presence of the father to a far country. Because if he had stayed with the father... After squandering all, he won't need to go serve with um, somebody feeding pig. You just say, Daddy, give me again. But he received from his presence, left the presence, and he began to want. What does that tell you? What you get from God's presence can only be sustained by his presence. Say amen, oh, if you are hearing me. What you get from God's presence can only be sustained by his presence. So if you receive a divine instruction from his presence, it takes his presence to sustain you to finish. Hallelujah. So I, I want you to watch what I'm saying. Many of us struggling with doing what God says because we first receive from his presence and we run away from his presence. His presence is our natural abode. Dwelled here. That is success. Just dwell there. You visit the world briefly, but come back and dwell in that presence. Somebody say amen. Say another amen. (laughs) 
I'm reminded of a story that, you know, it, it just blessed me. How many of us remember Moses? When Moses tarried in the presence of God for 40 days, after he came back to the children of Israel, what happened to his face? Answer, his face was what? Shining. So much that they could not contain the light, it had to be covered. Is that not so? Now that's Moses. He tarried in God's presence. When he came to the presence of men, he was shining. What does that tell you? If you tarry in his presence, you will shine before men. Tarry in the presence of God, you will shine before men. But if you just go before men without tarrying, there is no shining. So Moses, you follow what I'm saying, it will bless you. Moses, he tarried in God's presence. When he turned to face man, he was shining. But not only Moses, sir. The Bible tells us that Satan, when he was Lucifer, just by standing in God's presence, to cover the light from God's presence, he became the shining one. Lucifer, meaning the shining one. So even Satan, when he was in God's presence, he was shining. Moses in God's presence was shining. Satan in God's presence was shining. Therefore, it means anyone that stays in God's presence will be shine. His presence is your place of shine. Say amen. His presence is your place of what? Shine. His presence in the word, in prayer, is your place of shine. If doing what God says seems a big challenge, double up in his presence. In his presence, he sponsors our doing. Wow. Can I talk to you? Now you've gone cold again. Can I talk to you? The presence of God is not limited to prayers. Watch what I'm doing. Second Corinthians 5.21 He who... Know his example. He who knew no sin, God has made him to be seen, that I might be made the righteousness of God. I'm reminding myself of what the word says. I am in his presence. I go to First John chapter 4, as he is, so I am. I am in his presence. It's not only when you do that you are in the presence of God. If you stay in the word of God, you are staying in God's presence. Stay and say an amen, come on. I mean, Dr. Caris kept telling us, stay with the word. Stay with the word. That is tarrying in God's presence. That bad's unprecedented success. Say an amen. amen. Come on, say an amen, please. Say an amen. Don't, don't get me angry. Just say an amen like you are blessed. Even if you are not pretend, say an amen. amen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. Let's read it together if you don't mind. See, see how God in the beginning helped Joshua about success. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and thou shalt have you shall have what? Say it aloud. You shall have what? Now, uh, please, I beg you again, just bear with me. Go with me in that verse. Follow me. You will do something now. What, what's the last two words in that verse? The first two words. Thank you. The last two words? The first two words. For the last time, let's try it again. What's the last two words? Good success. The first two words. You know what God is telling us in essence? Good success begins with this book. success. These last two words you see, good success. It begins with this book, the Bible, the word of God. Are you there? Now you've gone cold. I say, are you there? So can I ask you a question? Are you sure you will answer me willingly? 
based on what we have read, is there any unbeliever that is successful? Help me. Is there any unbeliever that is successful in the sight of God? To have good success, you must begin with the word of God. So no matter how great an unbeliever is, when you share the word to him, you are doing him a favor. You are upgrading his bad success to good success. Say an amen. Amen. Never feel intimidated by any man's position. You are helping him. You are upgrading him from bad success to good success. Say another amen, somebody. Say another amen. Good success begins with what? This book. Shall I say the other thing? Remember? This book, then the last two words, good success. This book, then the last two words, good success. That means the end of everyone that begins with this book is good success. So if you are beginning with the word of God, it doesn't matter what you are going through. Now, hallelujah. We know the end of the story. It is good success for you. Somebody say an amen. (laughs) You know, many times when you are standing on the word of God, it looks like, ah, it's not working. It's not working. No, 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 no. We know the end of anyone that stands with this book. It is what? Good success. Give the Lord a shout if you are there. Amen. Give the Lord another shout if you are there. Amen. Good success. In closing, please, let's see James 1 verse 22. I mean, this is success. This is success. You stay in God's presence and whatever you contact, use it to impact others. Don't keep it to yourself. Say like Dr. Miles Moro, I will die empty. Say it again, let me hear. That means everything you brought for this generation, you will empty them before going. Amen. Now don't sit there and say one day I will empty those things. Today is the day. Say an amen. Right now, today, today like this, empty them. Say an amen. (laughs) Verse 22 please, James 1, 22, as I read and as we go. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. Who is the deceiver of the brethren? Please say it aloud. That means, if you are only hearing without doing, you are Satan sponsored. Did you hear me? No, it's what I read. I didn't give any revelation. You say you are deceiving your own self. So if you are only hearing without doing, you are Satan sponsored. Tell your neighbor, I refuse to be sponsored by the devil. It means anyone that is not doing the word is employed by the devil. He's an employee. He's not jobless. (laughs) Dear God, that's terrible. Terrible employment. But what is the hope? Please see, see, I, I won't lead you uh, where you live with condemnation. How do we now help ourselves or receive help? Verse 23. 23. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, <clears throat> it's like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. Look at verse 25. And what happens? No, we left something somewhere. For he beholded himself, and what happened? He goeth away and straight away does what? Forgetteth what manner of man he was. Now, here God is saying to us that a man that is reading or hearing the word and not doing, his problem is not a disobedient spirit. His problem is that he forgets who he is. When amen gets cast, I feel like crying. What is the problem of the man that does not do the word? What is it? He forgets. Now, what is he forgetting? Who he is. So, what is the secret to doing the word made easy? Keep reminding yourself who you are. 
say an amen. amen. Keep doing what? Reminding yourself who you are. As he is, so I am. He is holy, I am holy. He is righteous, I am righteous. He is healed, I am healed. As you remind yourself, doing becomes automatic. Are you with me? He did not say the one that is not doing is not obedient. It's that he forgets. The cure for forgetfulness is reminder. So if you remind yourself who you are, doing becomes easy. Stay blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening. Messages are freely available. Visit carusoscloud.com slash profile slash Savannah Ministries for download. Or visit www.savannaministries.org for more information.